With equipment breakdown coverage from American Family Insurance, you can protect all the things that keep your dream home running from sudden mechanical or electrical issues. Because this sound shouldn't mean... Contact your local agent or visit AmFam.com to learn more. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Refer to policy for equipment breakdown covered losses, deductible limitations, and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Products not available in every state. Hey, what the suck, family? As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. What? No! Welcome back. This is What's the Suck Podcast. I'm Chris. Hey, and I'm James. Today's movie is Clowntergeist, and yes, it sounds, it's as bad as it sounds. Worse. <laughs> yeah. The general synopsis, ladies and gentlemen. Emma, a college student with crippling fear of clowns, must come face to face with her worst fear. I hate when they do this. They mm-hmm. overword things. Yeah. Basically, she needs to come face to face with her worst fear, when an evil spirit inhabits the body of a killer clown summoned to terrorize the town she calls home. So, just a quick history. This was released in September 2017. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. Um, distributed by High Octane Pictures. Written and directed by Aaron Mertes. Or Mertz, however you want to say his damn name. Well, whatever his name's pronounced, he's the one responsible for this piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, the Rotten Tomato score is 0% out of 5 reviews. No yes. surprise there. Yes. The user score on Rotten Tomatoes is 28% out of 58 views. So it's, that's actually that means it's actually worse than um, Murder Party. That means about 12 bozos out there thought this was a good motion picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, well. Yeah. There's always, Bozo. There, 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 there. <laughs> Thank you. He'll be here all night. That's right. So just a quick little, uh, just kind of get this out the reminder. So Clowner guys. Yes. It's a playoff poltergeist. And so what is poltergeist? Well, a geist is German for a spirit of an individual or group. Poltergeist is a ghost or other supernatural being supposedly responsible for physical disturbances such as loud noises and objects thrown around. Thrown around. Typically, you see this in preteen adolescent girls who are very, very um, sensitive and a lot of poltergeist activity has happened and it usually ends when the preteen girl comes of age. So it can last anywhere from one year to two or three years. Uh, so just keep that in mind as we go through the review and break down why they decided to call this Clowntergeist. Or why they even decided to make this uh, 
wonderful motion picture. Yeah, so <laughs> let's go ahead and get on with the review. Um, before we do, uh, let's see, James, anything going on in your, your side of the neck of the woods? Not really, Chris. No, everything's Just, going good. How's the Facebook going? Uh, the Facebook is going good. We're over 400 followers now. Fantastic. We appreciate that. Uh, we've only been at this a couple of weeks. We do appreciate the support. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at What the Suck Podcast. Uh, look we us also, up. We also are on Spotify now. We are on Spotify. We are also on iTunes. Oh, uh, Lord have mercy. What the Suck Podcast. Be sure to go review and and. Uh, and rate us on iTunes because you know the more rates we get, the more reviews we get, the higher up on the list we get. So, and we appreciate the input. You know? Yeah, and we're, leave we're, comments, leave suggestions, leave a, any movie that you guys want us to see uh, review. Please let us know. We'll be happy to take a look. Uh, other than that, are we on Twitter yet? We are not on Twitter and we are not on Instagram yet, but we will be very soon. Okay, cool, cool, very cool. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook for sure and iTunes for sure. All right, so let's go ahead. We'll. Uh, Let's begin the review. We'll uh, notice the long pause and the heavy breaths, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, because we're basically bracing for impact. This, so this one kind of hurts. Hold on <laughs> to your butts. just like that with my daughter. Every one of them had a date and time written on it. What date did it say on your phone? Thursday, 2.31 a.m. And you have two days to come up with a plan. He's demonic. He's possessed, but there was never an exorcism. So if we shoot him... Then the demon leaves his body and he's dead. What did he say? He wants to, to make me faint. He wants to just put me out there so that the clown can get me and, and then he'll shoot. I'm not doing it. Local police have issues in the 11 o'clock curfew, so be sure to get home quickly and safely. So, what does this... Who stars in this shit fest? Well, let's give credit where it's due. This is like brilliant acting, folks. Brilliant. (laughs) Let's let's list out these cadre of thespians. Yes, indeed. We have the talented and lovely Brenda Bellin as Emma. The nerdy but cute Monica Baker as Heather. Dude, Sean Patrick Murray is Jonah. Also kind of cute. Now, the star of the show, the main man, the dude himself, Mr. Eric Corbin stars as Ribcage the Clown. Ribcage, a.k.a. Birdcage, a.k.a. McRib the Clown. (laughs) 
Then we have Bert Culver as Mr. Randall. Just Mr. Randall, not even a first name. They nope. didn't have it in the budget. I think his first name is Hat. <laughs> yeah, crossbow, hat, whatever. Tom Seldman as Pops, the creepy ice cream man. Katie Runger as the obnoxious customer. Jesse Mendelson as the clueless customer. And John J. Fatih as the sheriff. But my favorite star of the show, the one that makes the whole thing worth it, as the starring as the stoner roommate, we have a Miss Madeline Heil. Dude. Yeah, man. Like, this is awesome, bro. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. man. Can you, like, help me with this, man? Dave's uh, not here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, All right, so... Let's roll for me. The movie yeah. starts off with um, this girl spitting up blood in her sink. Her dad's downstairs freaking out, worried about her. Tells her it's going to be okay. She obviously, I don't think it's going to... I don't understand how... If her, if his daughter is spitting up blood in the sink, he's... I mean, I guess he obviously he doesn't see her doing that. No. She's in the bathroom freaking out. So he goes downstairs. For some reason, he has a crossbow. This this pitiful little crossbow that I think he got from Toys R Us before they went bankrupt. And he uh, he's sitting down there and pans up. see a bunch of balloons. I guess it's going to be her party or whatever. She goes in her room and starts packing her shit. She calls her uncle. Says she's going over to her uncle's house. And as she leaves, you see it pans to a balloon that says... I forget what the date was, but it says uh, 217 or 919. 917 I don't know what the fuck it says it says sometime sometime yeah you, you get the idea that apparently something bad's gonna happen at that date at that time and it's regarding her so she's freaking out okay first of all why is she not freaking about about vomiting and spitting up blood yeah why is she this okay is, with that she's very calm not even explained she's yeah. way too calm oh I, I think I know why I think I know why it's bad acting horrible bad bad direction bad acting horrible so she she goes to her uncle's house. She calls him, says she's gonna stay there for a while. He's like, "Fine, we're not home, but we'll be home later. Make yourself at home." But he says not to touch anything in the house. So you're like, "What the fuck does that mean?" So she gets there. <laughs> so she gets there. He has a bunch of like decorations and 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 just shit in his house. Animal taxidermy and other stuff. Basically setting him up to be like sort of the I don't know, not kooky, but just eccentric uncle. Yeah. Uh, also they can pay off with what's going to happen in a bit. Anyway, so while she's there, the lights go out. She calls him up asking for a breaker box. She said, he says, yeah, it's down this, down the end of the hall or in the basement down the end of the hall. Obviously. Obviously. In this it's long, dark hall. always got yeah. to be in the basement at the end of this long, dark hall. And so as she starts heading there, you, you start seeing glimpses of actual poltergeist activity like a chair moving and doors why can't moving. the breaker box be on the outside of the house this was made in 2017 yeah breaker boxes aren't in the basement anymore My, mine's in the garage okay that's what i'm saying it's yeah on, inside it's, it's on ground level yeah it's yeah up, yeah up. but then again we, we don't have basements in texas so this, this is obviously up northwest or something i suppose <laughs> so she eventually finds the breaker box after a bunch of ridiculous uh, uh jump scares that were that were easily Best way to put it is they're very easily detectable. They're obvious. You can hear it coming. The there's stupid, a, obvious builder music. You know, just all kinds of mess. There's a particular word that that, that that's called... Uh, telegraphed? Telegraphed, yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah, okay. 
So there's a bunch of, of ridiculous scares that are telegraphed way in advance. And she gets the lights turned back on. And after that happens, she notices there's some sort of weird clown-looking statue in the corner. And so she calls her uncle to ask if she can cover up the statue because it scares her. And he's like, uh, what are you talking about? She says, the, the statue in the corner. And she doesn't like it. She goes, And so he says... Predictably. Predictably. He says, get out of the house. I'll call the police. We, we don't, don't have a clown, clown statue. Then the clown make, does a quick jump at her and this horrible shrieking stock sound effect that they picked up from somewhere plays and it's so loud it's so obnoxious <laughs> and what really bothers me is that they decided to go with a creepypasta a famous creepypasta as the beginning of their film that's that's not a good sign I mean if the, if the film was called Urban Legend which they already have a series of Urban Legend films or creepypasta I get that but this is called Clowns or Guys and yet they decide to go with a rather one of the earliest I think and one of the more famous uh, creepypastas it's called The Angel it goes a few years ago a mother and father decided they needed a break so they wanted to head out for a night on the town they called their most trusted babysitter when the babysitter arrived the two children were already fast asleep in the bed so the babysitter just got to sit around and make sure everything was okay with the children Later that night, the babysitter got bored and went to watch TV, but she couldn't watch it downstairs because they did not have cable downstairs. The parents didn't want children watching too much garbage, like Clowntergeist. Yes, Jesus. So she called them and asked them if she could watch cable in the parents' room. Of course, the parents said it was okay, but the babysitter had one final request. She asked if she could cover up the angel statue outside the bedroom window with a blanket or a cloth. At the very least, close the blinds because it made her nervous. The phone line was silent for a moment, and the father who was talking to the babysitter at the time said, Take the children and get out of the house. We will call the police. We do not have an angel statue. So, that is the famous creepypasta from years back. And so, so they decided to tweak it to make it fit their narrative. So they basically jumped the shark before the even opening credits. Mm-hmm. Even before the opening credits. Damn. So then you get the next scene of the infamous... Hippie neighbor. Ah, yes, the hippie neighbor. Actually, the hippie roommate. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Neighbors. Yeah, the stoner roommate moving Uh out. Uh Uh-huh. And let's see what they do there. They throw her out, basically, because she's leaving. Uh, They need to find somebody else, blah, blah, blah. She's like, huh, the whole time, dude. Oh, you know, like, oh, I got to go and all this other stuff. She asks for a box. She hands her an empty box. Here, can you help me with this? So they just kick it off the porch and tell her to get lost. She's like, cool, thanks. Real, she real, leaves. Let's go back. I forgot. Let's start with the first of our of our continuity errors that we noticed. Okay. When the girl was leaving to go to her uncle's house. Yeah. She pulled out. Of, she was pulling. She was pulling out of the driveway, backwards. She was reversing out of the driveway. But this then is the, correct. It cuts to a shot of the street, and when she comes out, she's already going forward, even though she didn't never backed out all the way. Very poor. So, edit. continuity error one. Next one's coming up now with the babysitter scene. So go on, continue. With the babysitter scene. Okay, you threw me off, bro. <laughs> Sorry. So nope, so that's okay. Trust after, me. It's hard to stay on. Start yeah. to stay focused as. It after is. they kick her out, they go inside and they make fun of her. And then there's a bunch of exposition that comes up, basically set up, set up backstory that doesn't really need to pay off or whatever. But talking about how the main girl who plays what's her face again? Not Heather, but the other girl, uh, Emma. Emma. Emma needs to get another. They need to get another roommate so that she can afford to stay in the house, or no? She need. They need to. Get, she needs to pass the class in order to stay in college, 
in order to, and, and they need another roommate or some shit. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, it's 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 exposition dump, but you notice a continuity error. Yes, I did. With Emma's hair. Emma's hair. First scene shows her when she's getting ready to go. She bumbles it up. She has shoulder length bobbed hair. Mm-hmm. Mysteriously, in the next scene, after they kick out the stoner, comes the ice cream shop where they all work. Yes. And they're all hanging out. Everybody's in there like, what's up? Yes. You know, it's typical bunch of teenagers. This is where you get all those, the, the, the two customers that were credited on IMDb. Exactly. And who, mysteriously, her hair has grown like a foot. Yeah. It's now past so, her shoulders all of a sudden. Apparently there were some uh, reshoots, uh, very noticeable stuff. Either reshoots or the, the beginning, which to me feels more like it's tacked on, was added, added later. And by then the actress had already cut her hair for another job. Yeah, and I want to ask one quick question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, why do women ask why when men ask them to do something? Like, when he told her to get out of the house, she just stood there. Just act. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. but now your dumbass is dead. Yeah. You get bum-rushed by a clown, you're out of there. Yeah. You know, I just don't get it. Just get out. And then we have the sheriff coming in with his British accent, of course. And his, um... <laughs> What is it, the Dollar Tree? The Dollar Tree badge Dollar Tree on badge. his blue short sleeve button up. He looked like a mall security guard, but he's the only cop apparently in town and the sheriff. In the entire town. To boot. Yeah. And naturally, they tell them, hey, you know, somebody's been killed. Everybody's like, whoa, dude. Yeah, they're, really? they're, way, they're way too excited about a, a possible a manhunt for a possible killer in town. And they tell him to get out because there's now been a curfew. Uh, imposed on the imposed town. Imposed on the town. Yeah. And naturally, millennials always have to question everything. Yes. So when they say, go home, they just sit there and they joke and they just sit around like a bunch of idiots. So you got that one bitch who's the uh, who's credited as the, cu- as the customer. She's wearing sunglasses even though it's like 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> why the fuck is she... And so first of all, why is she wearing sunglasses at night? Well, she probably bought weed from the roommate, you know. She's probably high. Probably, but why then Why is she questioning? You don't get to question when you wear sunglasses at night because you're a dumbass. I guess. I just stupid. Yeah. You know. So. Okay. What happens next? Okay. All right. Now, once they're told to leave, people start filtering out. But the young man in charge of the place says, we're not going anywhere. We stay open in tornadoes, hurricanes. Zombie apocalypse. We Serial do not killers, close the store. We whatever. don't care. We're, we're and they're all open. sitting around laughing, smiling. Really, dude? You know, there's a manhunt on for a killer and they're just sitting there chilling out. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just pathetic. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. Sorry acting. Yeah, the acting's terrible. The, it's it's, it's the, painfully the, horrible. The script is <laughs> so bad. Like, it doesn't... I don't know if he, if he even... Went to film school, or if he just skipped the the class about writing a, a, a script, or, or the stories by him and some other dude, Ben something. But like, there's two people. Yeah. Two people. Normally, when when two people write a script, they bounce ideas off another, and they use each other to to sort of keep each other in check and say, okay, you know, it, they want to put this in, but the other person said it doesn't flow, doesn't go with the narrative. So let's take it out. Let's do this instead. And back and forth like that until they, they, they hopefully get a cohesive script going together with the two of them. These guys seem like just a bunch of, just a couple of college buddies who wanted to do whatever the fuck they wanted, which is fine. I, I applaud that. But it 
didn't work. It's it's no. it's badly written. It's, it's poorly poorly acted. The directing is terrible so far. But I will say, of all the movies we have watched so far, it has the best cinematography. Yeah, quote unquote. it does. It, it does have. They, it looks like a film. They were actually able to afford a real a real yeah. camera. It looks like so. It doesn't look like it was shot on either a, a pro. A, a, what's that? A, a GoPro or or <laughs> VHS. Yeah, no kidding. Cut. Wait a minute. Rewind. Yep. Oh, hold on. I gotta get another tape. This one came out. Let me go. That's right. I gotta put this tape over this. Yeah, I gotta put tape over this VHS so I can tape over my mom's wedding. Okay, so we got Daddy, the crossbow hunting redneck, who yes. comes into the store, yes. sits down moping, and they're like, the girl walks over to him, I believe Emma yes. walks over to Correct. him. With long hair now, remember yes, this. Back long, to long hair. hair. She has long hair. For All this, of a sudden, mysteriously, from one scene to another, her hair mysteriously just shot down her back. Constantly, constantly. Anyway, goes over, tells the guy, "Hey, I'm sorry about your daughter. I heard what happened." And he's like, trying to wave her off." And she says, "He doesn't want to hear shit. He lost his daughter. He just wants to get something to eat so he can go back to not doing anything but bugging the sheriff." That's it. So he sits down. and says, "I think what's happening to your daughter might be happening to me." Yeah. You know, so she goes back to her place in the middle of the night. Yes. Which I originally was asking myself, where the hell are the parents? Until I realized these are sorority girls basically renting renting a house. Mm -hmm. I did not know this. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, the parents are nowhere to be found. Oh, well, you know. But uh, she's laying there in bed. And this part you should take because you're good with these. uh, So then the dog... You hear what sounds like a dog coming in. One of those pasta things. Yeah, creepy pasta. You hear what sounds like a dog. So she hears what sounds like a dog coming in. And she's in her bed and she puts her arm over the side of the bed to pet the dog. And and after that happens, it kind of does like a soft cut to a little later on. And she wakes up with what sounds like a dog licking her hand. She says, you know, stop licking my hand. And then the, pan, the camera pans over to the right. And you see the dog is actually in the... the entryway of the door of the room sitting there so obviously it's the clown that has come in licked her hand why the clown does that no fucking idea but i do know that the director put this particular scene in to reference another creepypasta that's also an older one uh called the licked hand and genius right <laughs> and that goes a beautiful young girl is left home alone with her only dog to protect her on the news that night they announced there is a serial killer on the loose in the area before she goes to bed, she locks all the doors and tries to lock all the windows. But the one in the basement won't lock. Of course it's a basement. Of course. Of course it's a basement, yeah. She decides to leave it unlocked, but locks the basement door and goes to bed. Why? Because she's a millennial. Uh. Her, do- <laughs> her dog takes a, its customary place under her bed. In the deep of night, she awakens to a dripping sound coming from her bathroom. Half awake, the girl feels the comforting lick from her dog and falls back to sleep. She reawakens to the dripping sound, reaches her hand down to the dog where she feels the reassuring lick and falls back to sleep again. Once again, millennial. Mm -hmm. Once more, she awakens to the dripping sound. She reaches the hand down and feels the dog lick her hand. Now, normally, most of us, normal, common sense people would get up to see if the the damn faucet was on or something. Because look, if that's just leaking... You're basically wasting money. You're going to have a high-ass water bill. That's right. Because that shit leak is costing a lot. That's right, damn it. And with the budget in this movie, you need to go turn off the damn faucet. Exactly. So, now curious about the dripping sound, she gets up and slowly walks towards the bathroom. The dripping sound gets louder as she approaches. She reaches the bathroom and turns on the light. 
She is greeted by a horrific sight. Hanging from the shower nozzle in is her dog with his throat slit open and blood dripping from into the bathtub. Now, see, that's rule number one, in my opinion. I don't care. You kill every human in a movie, but you need to leave the dog alone. Yeah. You don't kill the dog. Right. That pisses me off. Something on the bathroom mirror catches her eye and she turns, uh, turns around. Written on the wall in her dog's blood are the words, Humans can lick too, indicating the serial killer was there licking her hand. Uh, why he didn't kill her? I don't know why he decided to lick her hand. Maybe he's like a, a, some sort of has some sort of weird fucking fetish. No, but that also plays into that scene because in the scene in which I guess it was like a dream or whatever, she, the dog's collar was in the sink covered in blood and some body parts. So it kind of fits and in with that motif. Yeah. Let's so not again, forget the balloons. Again, they reference another creepy pasta, which. Again, if you're making a movie about a creepypasta, there's no creepypasta revolving a clownter, guys. They just made this up, obviously. But they <laughs> had to reference other things because they didn't have enough story nope. to fill 80 minutes. So they had to borrow from two creepypastas. Yeah. That is sad. It is very sad. It's very sad. It sucks. But, as, as, well, like you said, the, the novice horror movie connoisseur wouldn't notice such things but your experts the ones who read a lot who look into this and study it will be extraordinarily bored by it yes yes i'm sorry to say but you know hey so then after she wakes up she freaks out she can't find the dog she has a panic attack wants to call the police her friend heather calms her down uh and then what do they do they go back to work they went back the next scene is they met back at work they went back to the ice cream shoppy i believe and is is that when the dad comes in and she I, talks I, to him? I, you know what? I think it might be. Yeah. See, look, folks, you have to, we, we apologize in advance because some of this stuff is so mind-numbing. It basically kind of all runs together. So as long as we get the general gist out there, that's that's our main point. So then, <laughs> so, so then they're, they're leaving. They decide to have a movie night. They close up. Heather and Emma are leaving, heading back home, and... In the middle of the road. No, before that, Heather is Emma's driving, talking to Heather in the passenger seat. And as she's talking, there's another quick blare of music, which is supposed to be the jump scare, which is not a jump scare. It's just That's loud it. and fucking annoying. Yep. Because it's so loud that it annoys the shit out of you. And you see the clown on the side of the road quickly pass. It passes by the clown real quick. He's just waving. He's just, just there. By him. Yep. He, he's just there. He's like, okay, yeah, that whatever. So, but then... They pull up, they, they almost hit what looks, you can't even see it, it's sort of on the bottom of the screen, kind of off screen, but it looks like a, a rib cage sticking up. And rib cage! They, they yeah. yeah, they get out of the car, and they walk up, and they're like, oh my gosh, is that the sheriff? And I mean, we could, I guess, we, we're going to take their word for it, because it never actually shows what the fuck is going on. Pretty much, and it looks like he's laying there on the ground, he did. With a rib you cage don't really see him, you kind of see it, you kind of see a slight hint of the... Short sleeve, um, piece blue, of crap, blue, blue yeah, uh, button down yeah, shirt, security guard shirt. Yeah. You don't get to see the badge though. That's yeah. too bad. But it does look like somebody had basically separated the rib cage yeah. and pulled it up because it's like sticking up like fins. So, uh, so then, while they're doing that, all of a sudden, her car fills up with, with red balloons. With red balloons. A hand appears on the steering wheel, and then probably the funniest part of the film happens: the fucking clown carjacks them and takes <laughs> off with their fucking car why the hell okay first of all that's not scary not that's, at all that's funny yeah in what world does carjacking make a make a killer 
spirit clown scary. Yep. It's so fucking ridiculous. They Serious. Jack in the box. Right Jack, there. yeah, takes the fucking car and then ah, what the fuck happens after that? I think they I think he Oh, yeah, so he ends up back at <laughs> So all, oh my gosh. So all of a sudden I love the way this flows, man. Oh this my gosh. Crazy. All of a sudden you're, you're back at their house and you, you look down the hallway. The, the shot is down the hallway. And you see <laughs> the door at the end, there's a green light on it. And then all of a sudden, the fucking ribcage, the clown, comes in, and he's he's bent over, and he's filling, filling his arms like he's got fucking scoliosis. And, and walking bow-legged walking as Walking bow-legged and making the, uh, the, the ring girl sound. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's not scary. Uh, it looks like he needs medical help. Yes, he's rocking a serious case of the roids, yes. ladies and gentlemen. And serious. He, he walks in the frame, and then to the first door on the right... He actually has to physically open it with his hand. He opens the knob and opens it and then kind of sconters in and then closes the door. And you're like, first of all, why the fuck does a poltergeist need to physically open the door with his hand? This is probably a good time to bring this point up. It says clowntergeist. So you assume there's spirit activity, which there are hints of it here and there. But the clown, which... Actually, we're going to hold off on that part. Yeah, let's hold off on that we're part until we get to the end. Yet. But at the same time, let's also mention the fact that if you look at the cover, the artwork for this movie. Yes. There is a pretty good looking... It's not even It's not even a person. It's it's a, a painting, a drawing, a digital artwork representation of the clown. With short hair. He's got this very short, tiny hair on the sides. They got, seem to have a hair got, continuity problem with this movie. Because yeah. he's got short little cut-off and hair. And he, he looks very menacing. He looks very, very evil on the cover. But then when you see him, he's got horrible, long, like, almost fucking... He's got, like, homeless hair. string hair. Yeah. yeah it's, like, all around. It's super long. And his his makeup looks nothing like the, the artwork... Uh, for the for the movie and his clothing just looks like I mean I get it, he's a clown but it's just it, no indication that he's either a poltergeist or a killer clown just that he's a fucking clown <laughs> and a, quite a bad one at that yeah so then after that the the friend the the boss whatever shows up at the house for movie night yep. and walks into the house down the hallway and there's this very long just boring scene of him going from one door to another and every door he opens is a different color like some sort of tim burton film tim burton or uh not to insult my old favorite but if you've ever run down a hall in, in an episode of star trek with the purple then the green then the blue yeah. then the red the alternating colored lights yeah and <laughs> Thankfully, they don't they don't put any music during this, so it, the, the the silence does build a little bit of tension. But at the same time, you know he's gonna get got, so you don't care. You're just wondering why the fuck it's taking so long because he goes into like three fucking doors. Yeah, and then the clown finally jumps out, and there's a, another stock jump scare sound effect, which is loud and obnoxious, not at all scary. Of course. And the scene cuts, and then the girls show up at the house. Having walked all the way there, apparently, because the clown took the car to the house. Yep. And they find him tied up to a chair. Tied up to a chair. Not dead. Not dead. But why tied would, up to a chair. Again, why would he take the boy, tie him to a chair instead of kill him? Makes no fucking sense at all. So None. After that, uh, what happens after that? 
Basically, I think this is where, let's see, Emma takes off in a crap transition scene. That's There's right. No explanation she whatsoever. She takes off. That's right. She just takes off driving down the road, and she stops to see dead girl number one, actually the only victim I think we've actually seen in this movie that actually died and stayed dead. Well, the, the, the sheriff was there, too. Oh, the sheriff. That is the true. sheriff showed up. That is true. I uh, stand corrected. But... And then, and then you know, she sees dead girl number one. She drops in the road. And then she's summarily attacked in the car by the clown, who does nothing but just knocks her head against the the, the steering wheel. Push it against the steering wheel. She goes, "Oh my god!" And then what happens? Her friend shows up out of nowhere. She's Heather been driving, up. and she's out in the middle of where, and all of a sudden, Heather sticks her face in the car. Whoa! Oh my gosh, we found you. And then gets in, and then they're hugging, blah, 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 bullshit. And then, and then they pull away. It's a dream sequence. A dream, and Heather's all covered in black goo. And then Heather knocks her, her friend's head against the thing, and she lights out. Lights out. And then the next morning, Ice Cream Creepy Dude Pops shows up in a panel van ice cream truck. Mind you, there is no service window. There are no windows. And, you know, this is an ice cream vehicle. I don't see any freezer. I don't see any freezer. You're just waiting for them to say free ice cream on the side and stalk little kitties. You know, it's just a so little, little weird. He gives her a ride home because her car is dead. And yep. we're in the driveway talking. And apparently the clown is in the back. Yep. And grabs a box of popsicles, which are not in the freezer, just sitting in the box <laughs> out. Knocks them over. Yep. Startles her. And then she gets out of the car and he proceeds to clean up. The, the popsicles out of the back of the again leading to I don't know who the fuck the, I'm sure I can I can easily look I'm not I'm not going to but who, the person who did the sound design or the sound mixing is absolutely horrible because every sound effect from a car door opening or closing to him putting the ice cream in the box to an empty cup down on a table sounds super loud Whereas the dialogue, all the dialogue is super low yep. and you can't hear it. But every single sound effect is way too high. Yeah, I think they got a they, they I think they got a first year media student. I think so. And so so he, he he's in the back and he's putting the ice cream back in the box, which is very loud and sounds very hollow, and then all of a sudden the clown shows up and takes the takes the, the ice cream truck, but that's the last you see of it until later. Mm-hmm. And then They return to the house. Uh huh. Where they go inside, they're sitting there talking, trying to figure out what to do, and then our boy the clown shows up in midday. 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 That's right. Midday. Rocking the roids again, walking yes. all bow-legged, hurting, left arm all dicked very up. Very slowly, <laughs> walking very slowly. And he corners him in the kitchen, which leads to another one of the funniest scenes in the fucking thing. He's He corners him in the kitchen... And as he's walking up and he's about to reach where Emma is, which actually he already reached her, but whatever. All of a sudden you hear the sound of glass breaking and then he fucking scurries away in a monkey run. Like a scalded ape, Like man. a monkey. What <laughs> the hell is wrong with this clown demon? But he runs off, but I don't understand it because he comes right back and a yeah. struggle ensues, of yeah. course. He goes after the manager dude. Yeah. I don't even know the guy's name and I, I don't, don't really either. care at this yeah, point. Yeah, I don't care either. He's an asshole. Anyway, well, the clown attacks <laughs> He's him. He's an asshole. He's just a douche. Anyway, struggle ensues, and the clown comes after him. So he tries to take him out with a Swiffer. Right, yeah. Not a good plan. Like clown bats it away, throws him on the ground, and proceeds to puke chocolate cake batter yes. in his face. 
which, first of all, it gets in his face, and his mouth is wide open. It's like, ah. He, he opens his mouth. But he opens his, tongue his out. mouth wider and actually sticks his, his tongue, tongue out. out as as if to say, give me some more. Give yeah. me some more. Give me, give, give me all that Freaking chocolate nasty. batter. Give me, uh. give me your cream. And then all of a sudden, booyah. We get a crossbow arrow no, in the No, no. First, actually, he, he lets him go, and then he grabs Emma. Ah, that's right. And as he's holding Emma, that's when the crossbow is in. But, but again, let's point out the fact that he he's there in the middle of the daytime. He's obviously a physical being. He grabs the boy and then grabs the girl, but he does not do anything to, other than puking. But he doesn't do anything, doesn't harm them in any way, doesn't rip out their face, doesn't rip off their arm. Nothing. nothing. Has them in his grasp. grasp. Nothing. Nothing. Now he's, I get that he's Emma. Useless. He's supposed to. He he had a time set for some reason, but I, I, I guess he just can't kill her until that time. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's never explained Who why. Knows? But so then the crossbow, bam, hits him right in the back. Hits him in the back. He and he goes down, and then you see another crossbow hit him in the gut. It's and it's Boom, the yeah. dad. It's the dad. He finally cornered him, and instead of sending a crossbow straight into the guy's brain, to the clown's brain. Yeah. He goes for another chest shot. Okay, and then we transition to another hideously boring scene of dialogue in the ice cream shop. Right. Everybody's they, yap, 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 They think yap. the guy's dead. The killer's dead. They're Dude, safe. What the, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, all that. All that bullshit. And then here we go back to Emma's bedroom again, which is similar to the scene from earlier in the movie. Correct. But this time... Our boy Ribcage is actually shows up in the house. He knocks on the window first, <laughs> makes his all weird fucking hand movements, like makes these hand movements with his hand, and then like throwing up gang signs. Yeah, hey, and then does the gun towards the door, and it's like, yep. and then he like drifts away from the window, and then he like, and then all of a sudden the door. But wait, Chris, does she leave? No, no, she does. She, she get up. She still like still, still lays there in bed. She's and then laying there with the she, with the clown proof sheets. The door op- <laughs> the door handle op- turns and opens and instead of getting up and running out like a smart ass person, she decides to get back on the bed or no, stay on the bed That's it. and just cover herself and with her eyes closed and pray to the good Lord that nothing's gonna happen. Even though by this point it's very clear that the clown is not in her brain in her mind. It's not in her imagination. No. Nope. It's very much real. He's in and the house. And the fact that she saw him outside the window and then that she saw the door open should be an indicator that he is there. So yes. instead of leaving, her dumb ass just closes her eyes and hopes that he won't actually appear. But what's he do? He shows up in the damn room. And he jumps up on, jumps the bed up like a on monkey, top of her. Like a monkey again. Then we have the screechy, horrible, oh, attitude violin Another squall. stock jump scare sound effect the same one they've actually used like three times by now in this film and yeah. it's so fucking annoying and you can just see the that you can tell by the frustration in her voice guys we're having fun tearing this thing up but it's just it's, freaking horrible they use it three times already it's it's so it's so annoying it's not at all scary it is absolutely ridiculous and then emma wakes up tied up again again no death nope tied up in a chair in a basement her. Being treated to a lovely candlelit dinner with rib cage down yeah. in the basement. He brings this balloon that's full of something and pops it in this lovely plate of what looks like... Dog tartare. Dog tartare or something of that canine nature. Canine tartare. Which, that still pisses me off. You don't fuck with the dog. Yeah. You kill the people. Don't mess with the dog. But anyway, he starts shoving meat down her throat. And then out of nowhere... <laughs> 
Just her buddy know, how, Heather. How, good old how, Heather shows up again. How they found her, I have no idea. And walking but he, slow, walking taking her sweet time with a bat in her hand. She got a bat in her hand, and she walks up pathetically slow. Instead of taking a swing, he does a karate wax on, wax off maneuver. <laughs> grabs her arm, twists it, and knocks then, her down, and then what does he do? He just runs. He the runs fuck off. off. He runs off. They this are clown literally is gutless. in his domain. He has one of them tied up. And he runs the fuck off. <laughs> Again, I say, why? I don't have any idea. For a, for a horror movie, there's not a whole lot of horror. There are no rules. There's no death, hardly. There, there, there's no instructions. There, there's no plot. There, there's no... It's just yeah. a series. It's a series of individual scenes that they somehow edited together to make it seem like a yep. somewhat of a movie. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. Well, then, uh, one thing I did find interesting in the kitchen scene before this was the fact that the clown supposedly a spirit was bleeding when he was shot so yeah. i was like what yeah there was a bit of blood coming out so forward to our next scene which is we end up in the ice cream shop yet yep. again yep with our friend rib cage choking the old dude pops mm-hmm. yep at this time you don't know what's going on you're like why the hell is he choking him and then he yells at the clown and he releases him Yep. He yells something like recluse or something, uh-huh. some weird word, and the clown releases him. So we're like, okay, so this clown has a safe word. <laughs> you know, it's like, holy shit, you know. Banana. Banana, yeah, exactly. Cream pie. <laughs> Seltzer bottle. Well, anyway, it is now discovered that this clown is an actual person yes. possessed by a demonic spirit, which yes. gives him the powers that he has of freaking freak outness or whatever the hell you want to call monkey it running monkey running <laughs> just roid roid walking all kinds of, yeah. of of weird powers that i've never ever heard of or seen in another demonic well, to briefly, movie and to briefly just summarize it's just a series of idiotic scenes running around the diner and, and including a take on the raptor kitchen scene from jurassic park which i found to be Pretty stupid. I was like, no, he's not going to jump up on the and he jumps up on the fucking jumps up counter. On the counter, just like the Raptors, just yeah. like the Raptors. Yep. And she goes to grab a spoon. You're like, come on, are you kidding me? She's going to bang against the thing. She doesn't bang the ladle against the damn side of the uh, the refrigerator. She actually throws it to try to distract the, our lovely friend, Mister uh, Rib, Rib Cage K- McRib, and actually throws the ladle right at her other friend underneath the table who's yep. hiding. Worst friend sending, ever. Sending him right, sending McRib right into the path of a friend, Heather. <laughs> Comes after, but it, you know, but it's okay because after a brief struggle, and yet he runs off again, chasing Emma yet again. And then Emma comes back into the dining room, yeah. evading said clown. Yes. And is crawling on the ground and gets paid back in kind when Heather who's rams alive. a box knife who is alive who's yes. alive remember once again no death no death takes a box cutting knife and jams it about three inches into her femur yes <laughs> spouting off some throwaway line about having narrowly escaped being, <coughs> sorry oh man being killed by by birdcage at the last well minute. see the thing is and then they start whining like a couple of bratty teenagers who had their phones taken away yeah you know never mind the demonically possessed attack clown that's chasing right. around the freaking ice cream store so and it turns so it ends up being Pops. Pops is the one that's controlling it. He he has been controlling him for thirty years. Apparently, the the clown is a demon possessed actual person. Yep. Which, as you mentioned, which again lends no reason or credence 
why the word geist is in there because it has nothing to do with his current condition. He's not a, he's not a poltergeist. He's not a nope. geist. He's just a demon possessed clown. Geist should not be a part of the the title. It should not be a part of any of it. I don't know if Aaron Mertes just didn't understand what a geist was, didn't do research, whatever, but it should not be a part of this title at all. Yeah, that's and, almost painful. So and he takes Emma aside and tells her that he's doing that because he's trying to help people over their fear of clowns. But when they don't get over it, they get killed because they're at peace. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, you're terrified of clowns, so we're going to put one outside your window, and he's, he's going to jump on your bed, and he's going to do this. He's yeah. Do, and we don't want you to be scared, you know. But in, anyway... Clown gets his in the end, you know. And yeah, of course. Clown gets his. The, the old man kills, him, kills himself. Yep, the old man kills himself. She takes a knife and hacks old, hacks old rib cage to McBits. Yeah, turn, turns McRib <laughs> into McBits. And then the, the and then the credits roll. And that's it. And, and that's it. Done. Thank God. Yeah, it ended. Uh, you know, but like I said, it fits right in with our concept. You know, we're we're trying to encourage people to watch these garbage movies because they even you know they all need love. So, uh, uh, James, what what is your final score for this? Oh my God, this movie. This here is a four point five turd for me. See, okay. like I said, I'm saving it for that one special. My five turd, I'm saving that for something super super special. Well, I'm pretty the, sure we're gonna have plenty of five turds. The only thing going keeping me from a five turd. This time was the fact that the camera work was actually half-ass decent, except for the one scene when the camera was in the hall and somebody obviously kicked it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There, there's a scene in the hallway where the camera rocks, even though there's nobody. It's hilarious. You hear nobody a near thump, the camera, and they didn't edit it out. Plus, no. there was one little shot where there was a timestamp that showed up. Yeah, there's time. It's yeah, there's time stamp, Briefly, a green timestamp shows up. They didn't edit. So, bad so, editing skills. So really for me, five, four and a half turds and a couple of pebbles. Okay. That was close to five <laughs> turds for me because this was really. Some this, was, this was hard for me to watch. It really I, was. I'm going to go four as well. Um, this the only thing that keeps it from being a five are a couple of funny scenes in which, like the like you mentioned, the the clown doing the monkey run was absolutely fucking <laughs> hilarious. The clown jack in the car was absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, the the uh, yeah the, the the cinematography was 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 decent compared to what we've seen before. Story made no sense though. The no. rules made no sense. The acting was terrible. The script was absolutely non-existent, and the flow was horrible. Uh, and and Ribcage himself is the worst. I think we officially met the worst clown killer in cinema history. And I thought Fucko was bad. But yeah. You know what? Fucko is a superstar Fucko, compared to this guy. Fucko is John Wayne Gacy compared to this guy. Fucko is yep. is uh, just leaps and bounds ahead of this guy. So. The only thing that keeps it from being a four are those two scenes. They're just the so absolutely funny. Yep. Or keep it, I'm sorry, I keep it being a five is those two scenes. Absolutely funny. Worth the watch. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, get some friends together. Um, don't play a drinking game because there's nothing enough in here to, to play a drinking game with. Not really. Just, But maybe be drunk when you watch it. You yeah. might actually get a kick out of it. Some sort of... Um, some sort of drug when you're on it doesn't matter what it is but yeah it's definitely worth checking out once uh and at that point remove it from your queue and then continue doing your drugs to remove it from your mind (laughs) that's it yeah Yeah. hit 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 the blunt you know you gotta get get you a blunt full of skunk and yeah and yeah and put and uh what i guess you smoke your uh, yeah smoke the blues away you know yeah toke it till you forget it that's it yeah so 
All right. Well, uh, again, you can find us on Facebook. Absolutely. Unstuck Podcast. Yes. Um, come join the, the, the Facebook page. Um, we are on Spotify, CastBox, iTunes. We'll be on Twitter soon and Instagram Instagram. Soon? Yes, Instagram we will soon. be. I will, we will get those up and running pretty soon. And All we right. thank you for the support. Yeah, thank you guys. And Appreciate it. see you next time. See you guys. Have fun. Peace. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest-growing universities in the country, offering over 200 engaging programs online. GCU invests in high-demand areas such as nursing, teaching, and the sciences. Students engage with faculty who become partners in your success. GCU's online students received over $100 million in scholarships in 2020. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for.